Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This we're having a conversation. So this discussion is supposed to be about the opportunities in hemp in the future. So it's been great because I've gotten to talk to everybody already about what's going on out there and what we've seen. So being the first, that's great. It's Women History Month. Actually, it's pretty cool because I got I, I, I didn't even know until eight months after I'd planted hemp that I was the first to tell you. So I've seen everything and what I've seen since I got involved since 2017 is 98% of the businesses that have come in to this industry in any way, shape or form, especially farmers, processors have been hit like you wouldn't believe. Every retail CBD store that has popped up, you'll see they come up and they've gone 98% of businesses have gone out of business in five years. So everybody's saying, is the rush here? Has it gone? Is there still opportunity? Well, yes. It's like that in any business, but especially a new industry. And why have they gone out of business? There's a lot of different things. There's a lot of different reasons. This is one of my favorite things, if you ever see me now or in the future. That's smoke and mirrors. It's a bunch of BS. There is no room for inauthenticity in this industry. You cannot fake it till you make it. If you're in here pretending that you care about health and wellness and you're not doing it, walk the fuck out the door. You will not be successful. So what do we see out here? We see a kid's candy store, right? Perfect for all the eight-year-olds that uh, pink bubble gum this and sparkly flavors here and, and all the different things. That is going to come and go. That is what you call a little of a lot. They have got to wholesale like you would never believe and a whole lot of cheap and expensive products that when we get regulated will not be around. Because as I've done my research through Florida, and I love Florida right now. Oh my God, I love Florida so much. Land of opportunity. Because as we walk around, and as we've gone into these stores, people do not even know what they are selling. This is not good for our industry. What we need and what we want to do and where we are in this industry is a new evolution of health and wellness. We can't fake it. Those are all going to be in and out unless you're doing a lot of a little getting into a CVS. These are big things. But one thing I can tell you about why I love Florida and Georgia and the South is because we have access to all the minor cannabinoids. We have medical, okay, medicals rolling out in each state. That is for big business alone. You better have 50 mil if you want to even get in the business. Vertical integration, you got another half of that is in a farm itself. So where the real opportunity is, in my mind and in my actions and in these words is being a brand. Aligning yourself with a brand. Being the first, I had to be vertically integrated. There was no other option. There was nobody making this stuff. Fortunately, I had a career, my professional corporate career was in pharmaceuticals. And my hobby, geek, is research. So I'd spent a lot of time in a manufacturing plant. We knew how to do this. I've been 
authentically involved kitchen witching 30 years ago. I was making tinctures when I was in forestry school in Arizona. We were making stuff up then. We've been in herbs and botanicals. So the good thing about opportunity now is you don't have to be vertically integrated. It is a very expensive and hard way to do business. I could not do it now. Just to get GMP certified is gonna take you a year and well over $100,000 if you're doing it right. So this is an unregulated industry. So if you also wanna know about opportunities and you're a get rich quick, get in the game, go figure out a way to do whatever you want and get out quick. I promise you, you're still not gonna get rich, okay? That's just not where we are. If you're in it for that, it's the wrong, it doesn't even exist in the world. But I hear a lot, I hear a lot of like, oh, we're in it for, you know, a year. Why are you here? So vertical integration, I know we've got some people with farming. Aligning, aligning, aligning. So I sat on the board of the FDA. I'm gonna skip all over the place. Stop and introduce and interrupt for a question. Being the first also meant two years before I got to be the first farmer in North Carolina, female to plant. There was two years of legislation. We're the only state, the fifth state to come online and the only state where farmers funded us to get a research pilot program to even grow him. We had to have $200,000. We had to partner with the university. We had to develop a co-op. We had to do all this stuff, 100,000 signatures, two years before I got in in 2017. I'm not rich yet. Keep reinvesting in what I believe is the opportunity, which is a brand. We're a woman-owned health and wellness brand. And when we say pharmacy, F-A-R-M, pharmacy, that's putting the farm back where it needs to be in our healthcare, and it extend, extends beyond just CBD and hemp. Mike and I, we have a food company that has hemp flour, F-L-O-U-R in it. Superfood, nutrition. We're expanding with Canna Cafes into our model so it becomes a real health and wellness brand and company. We're into branding. But where are the opportunities? You don't have to be vertically aligned. There's opportunities for everybody in this industry. I think franchising is a great model for a lot of people that are interested in that. We're in our 50s. People are looking for what is the next transition. They want to live the rest of their life healthy and well and still make money. They're passionate about the, it's a great opportunity. But for a lot of people that are in other areas, like we have a pharmacist. Well, maybe his wife is running that. He still has a career. There's a lot of different people that still, but his role is still important because he's talking about health and wellness. Attorneys. Well, maybe they're not going to open a franchise, but they can still represent legally and support the industry. And all of us in here, no matter where we are, could be eating, wearing, and using these products. Um, I had a few notes I want to make sure, and I want to keep this open to questions. So what I was saying about legally and being in North Carolina, okay? I've been involved in the legal part all along. I sat on the board of the FDA for over a year. At the end of that year, they weren't any further along. It took them six months to transition me off that panel, that commission when I had a replacement. 
There's no FDA regulations coming, my friends. That's why I say if you are the get rich quick and you don't care, you're going to put a product out there that says Delta 8 flavors and colors. We literally went through shops here. This is why they call them pot shops. And then we ask everybody, what is this? And they're like, yeah, it's got flavors in it. Flavors from where? This, that's not a healthcare product. It says vegan, really big on the gummies. I'm like, that's awesome. We pride ourselves on the best gummies, the best quality, the best everything. You look at it and there was not one ingredient in there that was real food or anything. It has, and I'm like, who cares if it's vegan then? It just doesn't have collagen and horse hooves in it, you know? So where are the opportunities? FDA is not doing anything this year. Guess what? They're not going to regulate it next year either. So is that bad? Is that good? What? It doesn't matter. It does, there is no bad or good. It just is. So what it means is there's still opportunity for us, but in every opportunity and in the opportunity of a lifetime, which will put .com into a whole other area, this changes this is a segue into everything changing. We revive agroeconomies, we revive communities. It's not just hemp for CBD. We have fiber. That is where all the farmers are looking at right now. And then right after that, food, when FDA decides they're gonna regulate it, right? Where are the opportunities? Right here, right now. Because big business isn't getting in until they have regulations. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. They're just sitting all like they have been on the sidelines. And everybody's hearing, Coca-Cola's going to get in the game. Pepsi. They're all promoting. And you see some of the famous people like Mike Tyson and Martha Stewart starting their brands. Don't matter. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. Big business is sitting on the sidelines waiting. So an opportunity is right here. It's an amazing opportunity in the South to be whatever you want and what we've chosen to be as our brand is a woman-owned health and wellness brand that puts more into this pharmacy f-a-r-m-a-c-y like botanicals like all the minor cannabinoids like a cafe and educated people educated people really what makes a difference we have melita here representing our brand you can talk to them about anything. Our programs are important. It's customer service, what we were talking about. It is, that is how you create loyalty. That's how you get somebody back. That is how you help somebody whose whole purpose is to help you. This is the next evolution of business. This is the next evolution of business. Conscientious consumers that don't just want cheap. People that need to know and want to know, not only for themselves, but our main customers are women between about age 35 and 65 who are buying for their husbands, their children, their pets. So we're in a school district, in Asheville School District, where our home office is, was the first city in the country to deregulate and take CBD off their restricted list for children. It's because why? Franny's a research geek. Put a doctor in touch with them. They all work that out. Guess what? They shop at Franny's. When people, patients go in and they ask doctors, 
I hear about CBD, they're like, I can't say anything, lose my license, because the pharmaceutical industry of which I came from has not paid to put the research in the books to tell them to do that and have a prescription that they can write. They said, go to Franny's. That's what we're building, a brand that's gonna be here like I said, in five years, we've seen them come and go. Well, in five years, we'll still be here. And in 10 years, and we'll evolve in relevancy because we're putting the farm, and this is what everybody is looking for. Everybody is looking for something that makes sense. It doesn't make, I mean, does anybody think it makes sense to put non-food items in their body? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I like, it just does not resonate, does not make sense. So that was a lot. I want to keep true to my time. I'm open for questions and find your place in the brand. And then the last time, uh, last thing I wanted to make sure I said is what's going to be happening about legalization. So I talked a little bit about the FDA, what's going on with the USDA, what's going on. We're in six states right now. We're applying for our licenses in each state because yes, Everything is relevant in our health and wellness. We will be evolving into that. What happens as each state legalizes? Virginia, for instance, legalized. When will we see it in the market? In two years. They will roll out state by state by state. What does that mean? States get to regulate that. It is at least two years every time they come on the market until you really start seeing it in the market. So there is great opportunity right here and right now. So how about some questions? Do we have any questions? Because if not, I don't know what time it is, but I'll keep going. I meant to set my timer. Okay. Do we have any questions from anybody or does anybody want to tell me about where their interest is? Because We've got a lot, I know we've got a lot of different people represented right here. So from new franchisees to somebody that's been in the industry, seen things come and go, to farmers that have built stuff. What are y'all looking to know? I'm, yes. I was a little surprised to come here and see all the nicotine of people still vaping different flavors of nicotine products. I was just surprised because I'm not in touch at all with, I guess, well, there is a market for everything. And one thing with what it brings up, because this is really a business discussion, and what validates, people are saying like, we, we brick and mortar, right? We aren't, is brick and mortar surviving? Well, yeah, and one reason it does in this industry is you cannot, we have e-commerce business. Broke, shattered, this time last year, press everywhere they were like that franny has lost her mind because we went through all sorts of software programming development so that franchisees could get a piece of their online business and build an e-com business because you don't get vapes you can't order them in the mail anymore and just have them sent to your house there's a whole lot of regulations with it but people are coming into stores for vapes that i can promise you because what do we do marketing analysis all the time, every week, on everything, from what product sells and what areas, always analyzing. So there is a market for vapes, without a doubt, whether it be nicotine, whatever. I did that once and I got the biggest head rush. I was like, whoa. 
There is a huge market for CBD vapes. It's discreet, it doesn't smell, it's instant and a vape, like anything when you're looking at delivery methods, at smoking, it crosses the blood-brain barrier and like that, it's one of the fastest to hit. So it's a very good anxiety and people are shopping. What's my time? How are we doing? You stood up. Okay. Yes, Have yes, sir. Change in the sale volume on the CBD versus uh, once the Delta A came into the market? Absolutely. Great question. So I've been at a, several conferences lately and speak everywhere, most of them B2B. Delta 8, when it came onto the market, represents 30 to 75% of the business for people in CBD. It does. So what does that tell us? People are looking for the recreational feel of it as well as the medicinal, and let's face it, people medicate themselves every day one way or another. It could be food, sex, CBD, alcohol, doesn't matter. We're all doing this, right? So we, what it has alerted us to is there's a need for this, for people to still be able to experience that. So we have a whole, we have four categories. One of them is boost. And we put minor cannabinoids in that, botanicals, uh, terpenes. Some of this is so relative to other cannabinoids and things that can make you actually feel it beyond just CBD. Different people want different things. A lot of people still, like I said, because we're in a health and wellness, we're getting a lot of people that are really beyond the recreational, although we got a lot of people that are really looking like, what you got? that I can feel. This is one reason that we've explored and are pursuing some of the other things to provide non-alcoholic social beverages, a social setting with our Canna Cafe where people can come and enjoy themselves without alcohol. But there is a definitely a market for Delta 8 and it's not going anywhere. And we've come too far to get rid of it now. Yep. Good question. Do we have some other questions? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I need some advice um, to Karen. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry for my accent. I'm from Uruguay. And as you know, it's, it's legal, recreational, and medicinal cannabis. But I ha we have a problem with the stigma on. Um, they cannot with the CBD because people think CBD is the same as regular marijuana with high THC. So you have any advice on how educate people to on, buy CBD? On, on the education. Mm -hmm. Education is so huge. We've come so far and have so far to go. From when I started and even my family and everybody, they were like, what? They're like, oh, it doesn't surprise me. You know, but it's, it is education, education. You come up with, come on in. These are some friends from Jersey. She's got a cookbook. She's going to be here this afternoon. Um, education is huge, and it's still ongoing. We started it five years ago. If anybody would like to look, you can look on Franny on TED. Did a TED talk on that, and it was about that long ago. And that's why I was like, hey. It's um, it was illegal then, I was like, but you don't get high off this. But I remember just two years before that when I was um, lobbying to it, 
in Raleigh and telling them, I was like, nobody's ever going to smoke this. You could smoke a telephone pole and you're not going to get high. Nobody's doing this. And then we got into the market and three years later, I'm like, okay, forget it. People are smoking this. <laughs> and now we have a bud bar and we're getting the best bud grown from people in our research. So education never stops, never stops. Look at all of us. We're not even children and we're learning everything right here, right now. And we are going to keep learning. So that is something that is very, very important to us. This is why we focus on training our staff. There are training organizations. Find nonprofits to connect with. Find this, like, Nurses in Cannabis has been a great network. You really have to rely on other people to help educate. It is a global issue. We all need education on a lot of things. And you can steal shamelessly in some of these things. You find a reputable source, a reputable source, not you. This is what comes. You don't want to hear from, nobody wants to hear from me. You know, I'm selling something. They're like, oh, you're selling me something. This is why two of our franchise owners are pharmacists. This is why one of our franchise owners coming on board is in nutrition. They like to listen to them. It makes a little bit more sense than the woman running the business, you know. But it depends on what role you want to play. There is a huge need for education. Start with the people that have something, that are living that. The nurses, the doctors, somebody in that network. Yeah. Any other questions? We love cooking with cannabis too, don't we? Yes, and it's a great education technique to use. Where you, we even had dinners. We had Nona's New World Noki. We make a hemp Noki, and guess what? Doesn't have any CBD in it. It's just food. Just really super power food. Yes, ma'am. Talking about food, this is the reason I'm come here. I'm a baker, and I want to start getting it into my baking trying to figure out how it works in Florida with combining the two together is how legal it is or how restricted it is or? Yes, well, that is an amazing question because it's different in every state, but the uh, FDA says it's not a food product. So guess what? You see it in food everywhere though, don't you? <laughs> Unregulated unregulated market so some of this depends on counties and states so same thing happened with smokable hemp right they're like oh no you can't do that well if you go look through the archives of like 400 videos or whatever and a hundred times on the press you'll see where i was on there telling everybody in south carolina where they raided every store come talk to me in our store because what we're doing is not illegal run your business do it with integrity, though. The laws are gonna, the laws are gonna follow. It's hard to do fresh baked. It's easier if you could do it fresh frozen, packaged, or something, so you can build a market outside of just Florida. Because you never know, you never know what's gonna happen. Um, but what do I say? I'm not the law. The law is contradictory in a lot of areas, and the law allows it in some and doesn't in others. So in Florida, I can promise you, in every place you go in, there is food, there is edibles. What falls under that? That's up 
that's up to them to determine. But we have Canna Cafes. So just stay small and stay flexible when you're starting your business. Stay small and stay flexible. We are got lots of regulations and a long way to go. And this is what we do. And this is how we roll it out in each state. This is why Canna Cafes are an addition in some areas and not in others. And that probably does not give you the answer you want. But I say go for it. Nobody's going to give you the answer you want. And this is so important, so important, we were talking about this earlier, that the outside has to match the inside. Why are you doing this? What is the purpose? If it is something you believe in, take it to the world, take it out there. People need to know. But if inside you're just a greedy little money hungry, get rich, naive, I'm not, I had, I talked to 30,000 farmers the first two years I was doing this, and they all were like, oh, you told me what I didn't want to hear. You're stupid. We don't like you, little blondie. Well, guess what? Three years later, they're like, well, we couldn't sell it, and we didn't do that. And I was like, I remember you. <laughs> I remember you. You know. Stay small. Stay flexible. This is what a lot of people that are doing, because our heart and our passion is in it. I've stayed small and flexible for five years. We're now ready, because we grew our business like the plant you will all be working for. If you're in this industry, guess what? Your boss is a plant, not a human. That's the ultimate. If you're in it for the right reasons, go. And who cares what they say? There's a lot of people doing it. I like to say, break the rules. That's my advice, break the rules with ethics and integrity. That's the whole reason it's legal right now. Do you know how many people before us had to go to jail? Yes. That put their parents, were trying to help their parents in pain and cancer treatment and they ended up in jail because it's illegal? There are a lot of people that have paved the way for us right here and we are all connected. Go make a difference. Um, what else? Any other questions? <laughs> Well, this is a great question, and thanks for asking. Um, so what we have done right now, by the end of Q2, we should have 15 stores open in six states. It's very, very important for us to remain, especially as we are small, aligned. There's only about 3% of people that make it through the franchise audits to get the, even the opportunity and of the 3%. Maybe only one does it, but guess what? That's okay. Because that's where the force and that's where the brand stands. When you're building a brand, that's what you're building, your people. So what you'll see by the end of this year is we will have closed 50 franchises and they are going to be people that represent the business. So everybody, people ask her all the time, are you Franny? Yes. And so are you. You could call me Melita. You know, people that represent a brand. And what we will see as each state rolls out, we will be expanding to remain relevant. We will be expanding the Canna Cafes. There's a fiber and fashion line. Guess what? Started that in 2017 when I grew for fiber, but that business wasn't there. It's soon on the way. So we'll see that integrated and we'll see THC integrated in the states where it rolls out. 
and in five years it's just going to be a bigger brand but it will be the one that is health and wellness woman owned where you go to have your questions we're building a brand a brand a brand I know I've gone way over 20 minutes I'm waiting for everybody else to keep me alive because you know I always say I could talk five minutes five hours or five days and I've done it all are there any other questions? Well, I would like to invite everybody that is here. We, if you have any other further questions, we're at the Hilton right across the way, and at 4 o'clock we'll be by the poolside. After I got to see my friend right here cook with some cannabis, we'll be by the poolside for a social, and you can have a conversation, and we'll have some drinks and snacks, and talk more because there's a lot to talk about and I usually say that's free that's free for y'all otherwise I do consult hmm. and we can we can do that as well <laughs> uh, any other questions right now all right well I thank you for your time and thank you for the extra time and I'll be around afterwards to have conversations The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo. For a podcast known to move the needle for investors, Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.